Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, James. I want to welcome you all to another episode of The Real Deal with James. Uh, This is actually cool, man, because this is... This actually would have been my third episode that I've done this week, but um, you're actually my second. But um, you have been in this industry. I would say that I can probably track back about, well, I, I, I think probably from when I first started seeing things, I would say like 10 to 15 years. But uh, when actually did you get started? Well, I actually uh, got started probably, probably around that about. 13 but well serious serious about between 15 and 13 you know i was doing it but it didn't really take off to the next level until about yeah around that time okay so i've been in the game about over like 20 something but you know didn't really take it serious to about 13 between 15 13 years yeah okay so for everybody that's wondering uh i want to welcome mr Devonte black uh, you know, here to the podcast. Um, this is an amazing guy, a uh, master engineer. Uh, he's worked with a, a wide array of artists. Uh, you know, so many artists that you kind of can't really name all of them um, off the top of your head. You kind of got to go back and look at, you know, the, the list of people that you worked with. But what I can say is that everybody that you've worked with out here in the industry, like I follow these people, like, um, you know, especially everybody that comes from the area, you know, from the Atlanta area, which you come from that area as well. Um, I definitely want to welcome you to the podcast, man. Like, this is really dope. Um, More so, you know, because I follow you and and I'm really, really big on music and, you know, just hip hop, R&B, you know, um, everything urban, urban music. So um, I appreciate everything that you've done out here. And I think that you've laid a lot of ground and foundation for a lot of the people that's out here you know obviously engineering and producing and you know working on that side like there's a lot that you've done that really goes unspoken so you know no you know when you when you talk to people and they you know they talk about a lot of the greats sometimes they mention you and and sometimes they don't but i think that you've laid a lot of that ground and foundation for a lot of these people you know the current day producers and, and whatnot that are out here so Bravo to you for that, but thank you for coming on to the podcast, man. Man, I appreciate the invite. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know. <clears throat> like, how often do you get, like, how often do you kind of get, like, these opportunities to come on to podcasts and really talk about, like, the things that you've done and, like, for people to really celebrate you for what you've done out here? Well, uh, recently, well, since the pandemic, you know, it's been kind of, you know, I've been kind of slow with it. I've been just really focused on being around fam. Yeah. And, you know, so you're actually the first interview I've done in probably two years. All right, man. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, two years. And then once once you uh, hit me, it was crazy because somebody else ended up hitting me. And I was like, "Wow!" Look, I'm glad to be the first man. Um, yeah. I think I, I think I'm a little surprised at that, but then I guess on the same token, I'm not. Like when you mentioned the pandemic and just everything that's been going on, I think a lot of people have been a little slow in that respect. You know, just as far as getting things done and staying focused and and motivated and 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 all of that. Like, 
I guess overall, like, how do you feel like the pandemic really affected you in terms of like your, you know, your career and whatnot? Well, um, the career-wise, it it slowed down, but still, people were trying to put out things to help uplift their communities and try to uplift, um, you know, like homelessness and the things that was going on with, uh, you know, with the police, defunding, and you know, a whole lot of that was going on. You know, just people finding ways to reach people through music. Even, um, you know, a lot of businesses, they would have, you know, doing promo for their stuff. They needed, needed stuff done. So, it, you know, it was at its pros and its cons. It was def- definitely different. It was different than the norm. You know, right. they're getting about... 10, 15 singles or more a week to getting like one or two or three or none, you know. So, you know, at one time I was getting probably about 40, 40 songs a week. Okay. You know, and then it went down and down and down to zero sometimes. Yeah, but, uh, you know, luckily I have a, uh, hustle mentality, and I have you know other streams of income. So yeah, I, I think this this pandemic, I think it really showed like who really had like that hustle mentality, and who could really, right. you know figure out how to maneuver through this and still be able to survive and actually make a living, and you know keep some money coming in. Um, right, because you know obviously there were a lot of people who still were able to remain successful you know, throughout the pandemic. And, um, right. I mean, I mentioned, you know, people like Erica Badu, like, like all the time, just, you know, with that whole idea of setting up bubbles in your yard and, and, and doing shows at home. And it sounds crazy as shit, but when you, yeah. when you think about yeah. it, like, I mean, you know, you charge a dollar a pop and it's, and it's like, you know, you actually do something and then you could donate that right. something or whatever you decide to use it for. But, um, I just thought it was dope and it, it, it just showed a, a different level of creativity and, and drive. Like, you know, you know, when, when you're up against the wall, it's like, what do you do? Right. That's most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. People and creatives. I was looking like, dang, I should have came up with that. Right. <laughs> oh, then the DJ, you know, I was just like, yeah, hey, they were creating stuff, you know, and it was, yeah. It was definitely dope to see, you know, just showing how talented we are as a people. You know, it was just important for all of that to be showcased. So, you know, oh, no, we not just no clowns. We don't just get on those stage and just perform for you. We can create it. And now you're going to see what I want you to see. (laughs) Yeah. You're not going to see what you see. You're going to see what I want you to see. That's kind of how I took some of it. Yeah. cool um you know just thinking of the pandemic and you know just overall creativity i thought it was cool uh calvin richardson he had created a platform for um doing shows online um you know where people were able to come on and actually kind of host uh concerts and whatnot on on his platform and whatnot and obviously sell tickets online and that sort of thing and i thought that was pretty dope um yeah you know for those who still wanted to kind of tour and reach their fan base and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, obviously with the, the whole versus thing and, you know, that kind of stuff going on, like through Instagram and all these other platforms and whatnot, I thought that was pretty dope too. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Versus was a whole nother level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, kind of, so kinda um, you know, just to move forward a little bit, kinda take us back to like the beginning of your career. Like how did you actually like how how did you actually get started in music? Because you kinda had like a I won't say necessarily a tumultuous tumultuous or a rough childhood, but just like, you know, obviously coming up and wanting to get into music and whatnot. Um, it seemed like it may have been a little difficult for you to get started. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, um, you know, like everybody, like nowadays you start seeing all these movies and TV shows about foster kids. Everybody been in foster care now. That's mm-hmm. like a, a cliche in storylines now. <laughs> right. Never, Cause it was never talked about, you know, right. but as I was, uh, I grew up in foster care. I've been in over 30 different foster homes. I grew up in that system and, um, you know, and I was able to come out of it and, you know, music helped, you know, um, uh, helped me to that basically find ways to express myself. Yeah. You know, didn't know, you know, which way to go. Cause you know, when you're used to certain things or certain people treating you a certain way and you don't know how to get it out, you end up getting it out the wrong way. Right. So you, just, you know, have to try to find ways to channel it and art and things like that. Cause I was doing art and I was doing all kinds of stuff. You know, I got to the point where I was doing all of that and it was helping me, but music in itself had, helped me to, you know, I was able to write lyrics, you know, say how I was feeling. I was able to learn recording. I I actually learned all this stuff on my own. You know, I was watching people and I was blessed to be around people who let me watch how they work, you know, because, you know, back then people was really very particular about letting people see what they, you know, what they do. Like now it's kind of open, but back then, People didn't really want you to know what they were doing because it was such, um, it wasn't as in high demand like it is now, but everybody didn't really know how to engineer or everybody didn't know how to stack vocals. Everybody didn't know how. Now you got all this YouTube and everything, so people are learning faster. So I was just blessed to be in the right places at the right time, you know, um, as, you know, the years came. But to really get in the, in Augusto, uh, starting out at um, at this Christian Academy, I was I, I wrote a cheer. I wrote a cheer for a, a talent show, and uh, the cheer won. And you know, we used to perform at each at the uh, assembly, at the assembly uh, weekly. And you know, once that happened, I was like, "Yeah, I'm the man." Right. I'm the man. You know, you know, once you do that. And the only reason why I was in Christian Academy because of my foster mother at the time, she actually enrolled me into, you know, um, a Christian Academy, which most, they don't give them money to put you in no Christian Academy. You go to public school. Mm-hmm. But she, she actually, you know, loved me enough to put me in a Christian Academy, you know, through mid-elementary to somewhat mid-middle uh, school. Uh, but again, like I was saying, I was still going through the quirks of trying to figure out how, you know, to cope and deal with people because right. being in different foster homes and dealing with women, 
I was having issues with dealing with women and how people used to talk to me because, you know, that's what I always saw. I saw women telling me or doing stuff to me or whatever. So it just always took me out of, you know, out of my comfort zone. And then I would react in ways where I should. And so, and so, you know, I ended up getting kicked out of the Christian Academy. Then I went to, I had to go to public school. And so I went to public school uh, in Atlanta. And then uh, from that point, <clears throat> I actually, it was time for me to go to high school. So I ended up, um, I, I did an audition to go to North Atlanta, okay. you know, for performing arts. I was going to say, I, is that a school, like a school for the arts or? Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. I went and I actually made it for, for my uh, singing. So uh, <clears throat> did that, and that's where friendships happen with like Bobby V. That's like my brother from yeah. ever since, you know, and blessed to do a lot of his records and all that. And um, but still, at that time, I was still trying to figure it out. You know, I, I was always the quiet kid, which people see me now they're like quiet. You quiet? What? Yeah. I was like, hey, if you met me in school, I was. Stay to myself until you said something wrong. <laughs> but, it's funny how it's funny how listening to your story, like I think in a lot of ways, like our lives mirror mirror. Like, I mean, I, I didn't grow up in foster care or anything like that, but when you when you talk about like you were kicked out of uh, the Christian Academy, um, you know, f- for me, fast forward to college, I was kicked out of school twice. Um, and the second time I had to like I had to sit out a semester and then I had to sit out a year. Um, and then once I sat out that year, I had to just pay for school myself. Like they wouldn't give me financial aid or aid or anything. And yeah. I think that like my story and then your story as well is just a testament to anybody that's listening or, you know, watching that regardless of what happens, like you can move past that. Like you can yeah. move past yeah. that and you can succeed and like you can do well because obviously look at you now and look at you know, how far you come in the relationships that ultimately you were able to build and, and develop and, you know, just in terms of like where I am now, uh, whereas right. you know, somebody kicked out of, out of college twice, you would think that, you know, it's just a wrap or they're not going to go back or whatever. And I figured right. it out, went back and graduated. But I mean, it's right. shit happens, man. And, that, and I think that I think this is a way for people to see that, you know, when stuff is happening for them, they can look at somebody like me or look at somebody like you and see that shit happens and you still can move on and you still can be successful and accomplish the things that you want to do. So, you know, obviously bravo to you for that. But that I just wanted to interject on that piece a little bit because I, I think that's dope. And that's yeah. one of the things like I want to be able to show people like through the podcast is that you can have issues or you can have stuff that happens or you can be in foster care and struggle and still make it. Hey, it don't, and you know, I, you know, and it's kind of hard to really give, you can't, you don't really have time to do a whole like step by step. So you got to figure out ways to jump from a scene to a scene. So I'm just really giving bits and pieces, but right. you know, you're right. It's, it, it's a lot. It's a lot of transition and a lot of I'm things. I'm just plugging up. Huh? I'm listening. I'm just plugging up. Oh, oh no, you good. Okay. Yeah. It just, um, uh, a lot of transition that you go through, you know, trying to figure out who am I? Uh, what is my purpose? You know, cause purpose is 
is key to uh, anything trying to actually figure out what your purpose is. Cause you know, always doubt, you know, we, we always get to a point where we doubt and, you know, I tell people happens, you know, it happens all the time, you know, don't, 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 don't think you crazy or don't think life is over just because you doubt yourself or you may feel, I don't want to do this no more. Hey, it might be something else for you to do too. I and mean, I, it's not. So it took me to figure out that I wanted to do media. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it wasn't in the very beginning. Like, I, I, I've been an accounting major, I've been a marketing major, I've been an advertising major. And it wasn't until, you know, until, you know, a, a chance of getting into radio that I said, okay, communications is, is where I really should be and what I really want to do. And as I thought about it at that point, I could then think back. And, and look at times where I knew that I wanted to do this and whatnot and just kind of shied away from it. Because just like you said, you didn't, you didn't talk a lot or you were shy. I was really the same way. So like, even once I got into radio, I didn't really talk at all. So it's, it's crazy that I worked for radio one and I worked for a TV station here. And it wasn't until I left both of them that I decided that, damn, I want to be on air. Like I, I, I want to talk, but by that point I had left them already, but, but it's, yep. it's yeah, and I and I get that because I ended up I ended up doing acting. I've acted in a couple of plays and mm-hmm. held a lead lead role. You know, uh, I do stage management for concerts. You know, um, you know I I've been blessed to do so many things, and and I tell people I like hey, I'm, I, it's no limit to me. I I can't really put myself in a box and say I'm just this because yeah. I know I always do this and this and this, mm-hmm. you know, like, like people will say, Oh, you could be only strong at one thing, but you could do a whole lot of other things. I'm like, Hey, right. when I get to learning something, I'm going to, I'm going to master all that stuff. You could I mean, be, you could be strong at, I, I think that times have changed. Um, yeah. you know, just the same way that you're doing a number of things. I do a number of things too. And I get that very thing or that very statement from people that, you got to figure out just one thing that you want to do or whatever, and you can be a master. That's, that's like that. That time is gone, man. That's gone. That time that's is gone. It. Like my company has so many different layers to it. So like, I, yeah. I, I obviously have the magazine. I have the podcast. I have radio. I have PR. Like I got a lot of the shit going on with this yeah. company, but everything is like really successful. So it's like to have my own multimedia company, and you know, I'm doing my own media and. Like I, right. I couldn't have, I couldn't have it no better way. Like I, I spent my whole life wanting to work for BET, and once I did some stuff with them, I'm like, nah, I'm cool. I just want to do my own thing. Um, yeah, I don't want nobody telling me what to do, man. And it's, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, once you work for somebody, man, you'll definitely um see you. <laughs> well, once you once you work for yourself, you won't go back. Like it's right. like. It's nothing like working for yourself, especially if you focused and you, you know, you're doing what you, what you need to do. Um, right. To, to, to me, in my, in my opinion, I just feel like everything falls in place. Like if you're doing everything the right way. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. You right on that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely right on that. <laughs> but I, I think you've done amazing. Like, you know, obviously maneuvering through everything. Like, did you always know? into like obviously mastering and producing and that sort of thing 
Nope, I did not. What happened was it was it was because would nobody ever record me, or I had to do it on daytime, and I was yeah. just like, I'm like, man, let me figure something out. Right. And so I watch people. I'm like, okay, and then I just uh, start reading up on stuff because you know, you know, young guys, they only want to read, so. Right. So I I just started reading, man, and I, I I actually learned a lot of stuff. Just like if I was going to class, I was reading up and learning how to do certain things. So I started recording myself, and I started recording other people. I was recording kids, these kid artists that are grown now. Uh, like I was able to see a lot of kids uh, grow. I was able to record Mulatto when she was a little young kid, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, when she was a young kid, we had did this song uh, with this young guy named Key Swag. He was very popular back in the day. Uh, he was a young kid artist, and he used to be on BET and all that. When 106 was around, and okay. they did a collaboration song with Mulatto, him, and some other popular uh, young artists at that time. Uh, 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 what's on a nerd star? Uh, all of those uh, kids at the time. <clears throat> and it was definitely, you know, a blessing to be able to help them. And then uh, other kids, I, I love working with kids. So it was just like, if I could help, I, you know, I'm always be there to help. I'm always available to help anyone, you know, in need, you know, need of a, any of assistance. You know, but that's and dope. I, yeah. it's dope to have connected with, you know, with people, Kind of, you know, at, at at a young age, and especially when, kind of like when they were, I guess, considerably like, you know, considerably like nobodies, or they, you know, they were fresh out there, all performing it, actually playing shows and everything. Like, yeah. It was, yeah, like I remember. Um, it's funny because I I think back, and it, it's it's funny because we, I hate to say that I hate to say like we shit on ourselves, but I I just think a lot of times like we put ourselves down like in terms of like some of the things that we do and we don't think that certain things are really big or um or we just don't give a lot of light to certain things that we do or think much of it. Um and I, I look back like in my early days when I first started doing media and press and doing interviews and stuff like that. And sometimes I'll hear somebody on the radio and then I'm like damn, I did interview this person like when, they, you know, like way back in the day or like 10 or 15 right. years ago. And I can think back to like the Rihanna's, like when she first dropped her, when she dropped her first album and when Chris Brown dropped his first album. And um, like a lot of these cats, like, you know, just interviewing these people, you know, at that time and whatnot. And then, you know, I, I would think about it like in current day, like, damn, I wish I could do something with them. And then I'll think about it like, damn, I did talk to them like when they first came out and whatnot. But it's amazing sometimes when you look back at like some of the stuff that you've been able to do. And just the fact that, like you said, you've connected with a lot of these people and somebody like Mulatto, who's like huge out there right now. Yeah, huge. It's just crazy seeing them. Like, they just blew up, man. And just, you just having, having faith in what you do and just keep moving forward. You know, it can happen. You know, you just got uh, the people that's around you. Yeah. You know, people believing in you. You know, you know everybody, and then everybody time not going to happen at the same. It's not going to happen at the same time. For sure. You for know? sure. So you um, just got to put in work. 
Yeah, almost definitely. So um, for everybody that's listening, and, we're, and, and we've mentioned, you know, obviously mastering a, a couple times, kind of break that down, like, to the people who may not know what that is for you to actually master, a, you know, mix and master a project. Okay, so basically what the part of music that I do, um, I, I finalize the, the, the actual stem of the record. So the, the actual record comes to me from mixing. Mixing is the part where individual tracks get blended to sound what you hear on the radio. Okay. Then when it when it gets to me, I take the bulk of the song, and then what I do is make it, as a woman would say, very pretty. Okay. Uh, make it sound, <laughs> make it glossy, make it sheen, shine, however you want right. to, and then to make sure that anybody that love that low end, that bass, make sure it's hitting at a equal at an equal uh, percentage to where it don't blow your end eardrum. Because <laughs> you can a song can be mixed to the point where it actually damage your ears, you know, or mastered to the point where it can damage your ears. It could be too hot, meaning too too many highs, and it could pierce your ear. Uh, you know, low end can blow your eardrums. I mean, it's a it's a lot of different things, but it's more so a technical thing. And we just make sure that the song overall sounds great in all uh, four elements, like uh, the uh, radio, uh, radio in your car, uh, your MP3 player, um, on your TV, and on your um, um, headphones. Okay, on your headphones you know so we overall just make sure those um the sounds are definitely uh making sure that bass you know it's pleasant to the ear that's the okay. best way to say it. if i go a little you probably be like uh, uh-huh. right yeah so right. you're okay so you telling me you take that decimal and put it on top of that and then right. to the left and then talking about 3db you gonna be like, like you say who, B D who? I know I did that before, and it was like, uh, yeah. So what you do again? <laughs> right. It's amazing. Like I, I've always been fascinated. Just I think with the studio overall, um, you know, just just like seeing that whole atmosphere and um, obviously the boards and all that stuff. Even though, like, if yeah. I if I look at a, like a set of boards today, like I have no clue. What the fuck I'm yeah. looking at, or like, yeah. like I mean, but but it, I mean, just overall, like that whole atmosphere, like, to, just totally excites me. So, like, I was in um, the last time I was, well, actually, not the last time I was in Atlanta, but I was there a couple years ago, and I did a, um, I did a photo shoot at um, Icon Studio, and um, oh, I was just like. I felt like I was in heaven, like going into the studio, like shit, like I don't want to leave, man. Like I just like that whole atmosphere. You was in that white room. It probably was. It was on the it was on the second floor. I can tell you that. Oh, second floor. I I've never been to the. Uh, I know they had that. Uh, no, they got that sound room up there. Uh, I meant that that uh, rehearsal space up there. Yeah, it but was. I, um, it was on the second floor, and then I did a, um, I did an interview with uh, Rodney Perry down on the first floor. It was like a conference room or something on the first floor that I sat in there and interviewed with. What him. a glass, glass yeah. area! Yeah, yeah, 
and then um, the photo shoot was upstairs and it was just like just to walk in and see like all of the plaques on the wall and then you know obviously the studios and all of that stuff I'm like god like like I, I just love that whole atmosphere but again okay. I, I don't know what the hell I'm looking at when I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah but anytime that's like that you know, even though 90% of the time we don't really use the boards like that no more. Yeah. I mean, back in the like, if you're doing analog work, yeah, you'll, you'll use the boards a lot. A lot of times people don't use the boards, but the look of having a board, that's it. it it's, it's, it's nothing like it. Yeah, because it, it just, it, you're right. It's a, it's a vibe, and then you set the mood with the lights. You just, right. yeah, it's all a vibe for sure. Like, what do you think is the biggest thing that has changed as far as just, you know, the engineering and the, and the mastering business um, over the years? Like, you, you started <laughs> it probably 15 years ago. So what's different now in 2022? Like, is it easier? Is it more difficult? It's, it's um, I mean, everybody is doing it. That's basically where it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's basic. The way to sum that up is everybody is saying that they do master and they do mix and they do track and they okay. do. Well, they, they can all say it, but the question is: Are are, are they doing it right or are they doing it right? Good? So, but you, I'm, I'm, but every that's but that's the one thing that I, for 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 sure that 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 has changed because back in the day it wasn't like that. You didn't even really see any black people that was doing mastering. Mastering was only a select few of older white men, right. you know, that were doing mastering, which is still is a lot of the known mastering engineers are the older white guys, yeah. you know. I mean, it's starting to change more now, but that's just what people are used to. So a lot of people, they're going to automatically send people to, to uh, them because that's what they're known for. And uh, I, Luckily, you know, I've done a lot of work with some people so a lot of labels are you know they'll still continue to use me you know it is definitely hard to get uh a label to actually want to use you consistently because you know they have to trust everything 100 percent because they once they send it to you but they just want it back they don't want to have to make that i mean yeah you have to make edits but they want to do as best as possible but that's just how the labors are and you know <clears throat> that's how that is. So, like, how how has that how has that affected your career? Um, you know, just the fact that you know not as many people are you know necessarily using you or wanting to use people to come in and actually do the mastering. So, how how have you been able to kind of restructure your business and your craft? You know, to the point where you're actually still getting work. Yeah, I mean. Uh... I mean, by the grace of God, a lot of people still uh, alive, a lot, a lot of loyal people. You know, a lot of people who've come to me for over the years that they may not even be knowing music no more. They tell somebody else or they working with artists now, so they send them to me. So luckily, I've been blessed to get that, you know, like uh, like Ray J. Ray J been working with me for the past, what, 10? What? No about eight years and i've been doing stuff from here and you know i don't really post it because he don't never post he don't put nothing out so it's just yeah. like, like <laughs> he just do music and don't ever put it out yeah 
So, you know, and I just, you know, it's so many hit records I, I got. Man, it's just it's nobody. Something about, it's something about him specifically. I think he and Brandy specifically, like, in, you know, this current day. I just feel like, and she's probably not the same as far as, like, when you say that he's got so much stuff and he just doesn't really put anything out or whatever. Mm. But I do feel like, you know, as far as, like, their music and whatnot now when it comes out, like, it doesn't really get the push that it that it used to. Like, I, I like especially, like, with him, like, I feel like he's so underrated and like people say underrated all the time um but i yeah. just feel like he's so underrated like he's somebody that i've definitely wanted to connect with over the years just because i think that he's done some amazing things and i think that he's laid some groundwork for a lot of people that obviously goes unmentioned and you know untold and a lot of people just don't really know some yep. of the stuff that he's done and like everything that he's doing out there with 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 his with raycon and like like all of that stuff like Crazy man, like that, that boy. Like that dude is smart. Like, like, like that dude is smart. And you know, same, same for Brandy. Like all of the stuff that she, oh, yeah. how she, she doing Like, I'm trying to do something with the whole family. Like with 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 them, <laughs> and then with the mom too. Because like to mom, to, to manage oh. two careers like that, and like have them blowing through the roof like the way that she has. Like that shit just does not happen. Like it, it just don't happen. It out. Why are they still dealing with their mama? Like who wouldn't look at look at what's going on? Yeah, like I what? mean, where they are because because of their mom. So, like, they're they're where they are where they are. Like to me, the reality, and it's the same thing. If you look at, you know, a Beyonce and the fact that her father was in the midst of everything and whatnot. Like it, right. Like I think the beauty with her. And and I'll even say with Destiny's Child and just that whole, you know, that just just that whole situation was having him there because if it was up to the label and they had people in place, they wouldn't have got the same push. They wouldn't have had people that really gave, a, you know, that really gave a damn about them. And, you know, at the end of the day, all of them, whether it's Beyonce or whether it's Brandy or whether it's Ray J, they had somebody in their corner that really cared about them and what they made and you know, their residuals and, and all of that. Right. Um, so they had somebody actually looking out for them versus if, if they weren't in place, who knows what would have happened? Um, you know, they, they might have blew and, you know, then right. faded away after some time because the, you know, the labels, they they lose interest after a while. So you got somebody, you know, that's in your corner and that's pushing for you. So, like, why wouldn't they still be working with, you know, their mom? Like, that, that it just only makes sense. Yeah. That's... Oh, sorry. My... Oh, no, you good. <laughs> but no, nah, yeah. I, I think that's dope, man. And 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 not even just speaking of Ray J, like you've worked with so many people. I mean, when you think of the TIs and you think of the OMG girls and you think of, I mean, it's, it's so many people, like a laundry list of people that you've worked with. Yeah. Um, like who's who's the first person that you mastered for? And I, I know you mentioned Bobby V. Yeah, I got Bob. Bob's in there. Um, oh, two chains. Um, um, oh, the first song. Ooh, 
I think it was a T.I. record. Okay. I think it was a T.I. record. I was at Soul Asylum Studios at that point. I think okay. it was a T. I think it was a T. Well, um, big, big record. Yeah, I think that, I think it was a T.I. record. Okay. Off of that paper trail. Okay. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. It might be. It, I don't did so many records. I don't know. I, I, I'm, that's, and that's a blessing to be able to say, though, man. Like this. Yeah. Hey, man. My hard drive, definitely, because I, <laughs> I... Hard drives galore. Yeah. Stuff, and they, nobody used half of the stuff. Out of all the hard drives, the music I've done, man, none of the music like seeing a light of day is crazy. A like, lot of rap. like who out there who out there do you feel like you still would obviously want to work with? Um definitely outcast. I would definitely like to work with them. I think, I, I think I'm surprised that you haven't worked with Outcast. <laughs> no man, I would have I would love to work with those guys because they, they just so much yeah, yeah. being able to listen to it, like just and watch the process, you know, because a lot of times the process of how people orchestrate what they are doing is just amazing to me because yeah. it's just everybody process different and just watching different people do what they do is just amazing because you could never think one person is going to be the same because. I've seen people just walk in the studio and just just say what they say and all right, I'm gone. Just uh, get done and then send it over to Black for mastering. We right. don't get blah blah blah. You know, I've seen that happen. Then I've seen people that want to sit through the whole process. But, right. Yeah, but everybody process different. So. Yeah. No, yeah. I think I, I think that definitely will be dope doing something with Outcasts. Like their whole, I think just their whole aura and like work ethic and, and, and everything is just like at the top of the roof. Like I I connected with uh Big Boy when he was pushing Purple Ribbon. So that was like oh yeah. six maybe like oh six, oh yeah. seven. I think I I actually connected with just about everybody on <laughs> on that label at that time. Yeah. That um, was and it, it just was cool. Um just just the whole vibe that you got and um you know, I, I've interviewed so many people over the years, so it's like just the same way you talk about people that either want to be part of the process or they don't want to be part of the process. It's, it's it's almost identical, like on this side, like as far as interviewing artists, like you find some that are like really into the process and into actually interviewing and talking about the stuff that they have going on, and then you have the people that you can kind of tell from the first word that they speak that they really don't give a shit and they ain't really trying to be bothered. Um, yeah, I mean, but he was like super cool, and 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 as well, like all of the people that he was working with at that time, like to be able to connect with like Janelle Monet, like back in that time, and like really talk to her. Like I talked yeah. to her at that point, and I talked to her when she put her first album out. Um, and and I thought that first album was fire, and like everybody was looking at me like what? And and then you look at her today, and it's like. I told you, and, <laughs> like, 
Now they on the bandwagon. Yeah, they on the bandwagon now. But I mean, this was like 07 that she dropped that project. And I'm like, like, this was fire. (laughs) And she was on Bad Boy Records. And everybody was like, what? And it's a lot of people don't really know the history, but but it's it's cool though. It was cool to see, you know, obviously a lot of that though. How you would want to connect with them. Yeah, yeah. I like I definitely like uh dealing with uh like soul artists. Um I was able to work with Eric Roberson years ago. Actually I just did an interview with him because he's got a new project out, but it's been like maybe maybe four or five months ago. Yeah, and that record he got out called Lessons. That's like yeah. great. Yeah, and the and the remix and yeah, yeah. I was able to connect with him and uh Raheem Divine and um, yeah. everybody on the track. But it's that it's hot though. That song is out of here. That yeah. that's hard. Yeah, that song hard right there. I love that song. Yeah. Now um just kind of thinking of like where things are now. Like obviously we're in 2022 and the pandemic in a lot of ways is is not necessarily fading away, but as things are getting a little bit better. Like what what kind of things do you have planned out now? Like what things are you working on just to kind of progress your brand? Well, uh, well, really, with my brand itself, um, with mastering, I haven't really been pushing it as much because I you know I've pretty been having a flow I'm thinking of doing some other things this year yeah. uh with but uh, um I haven't really ironed out exactly what but uh this year I know we got the Sweet Arbor Music Festival uh we're gonna be doing I'm the stage that okay I, that, uh, now when's when's it going on that's that's the one that's in the fall. Okay. They do have during the uh, they have one during Mother's Day weekend. Okay, but we're not affiliated with that one. We do the Sweet Harvey Music Festival. With, okay, in the fall, it's normally the end of sep- the last weekend in September, the first, okay. uh, the first, uh, yeah, like the end until the first of the of October. October. So that's down there in Atlanta, or. Yeah, in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, the- I'll, make sure, I'll make sure I come down for that. Yeah, so yeah. that, um, you know, just um, just always trying to figure out new things, man. I'm always trying to open uh, me and a friend of mine's. I'm, I'm a part investor to his uh, shoe, his shoe uh, company. He uh, does. Uh, <clears throat> He does um, shoes, not make shoes. He, he buy, sell, resell shoes and yeah. things like that. And that business as well, you know, like a lot of this stuff is just, is, you know, just getting, just always trying to figure out different ways to bring some kind of income coming. It's cool talking to people like yourself because you, you can kind of see like where, you know, obviously things kind of connect and things mirror and where you think the same and I'm always doing the same thing, really trying to figure out different ways to monetize my brand, but then also to bring in additional streams of income and that sort of thing, man. So I think, yeah. you know, like I said already, like I think that you've done an amazing job, obviously, you know, just in your journey and with your career and brand. And yeah. um, 
Appreciate you know, it. You know, it, it, it obviously takes a little bit just in terms of rebranding yourself and figuring out different things to do when technology and just life catches up to what it is that you're doing and everybody kind of starts doing the same thing. Um, you know, you, it, it takes a little bit to kind of figure out some new ways, but I can see that you're definitely on that path and whatnot. Um, I'm, hey, I'm trying, I'm trying to keep it, trying to keep it going, man. Yeah. Trying to keep live, you know, but I'm always going to have some, and I try to tell, like, when I speak at these uh, things with kids and stuff like that, I let them know, I, I get that you want to be an artist, but you got to think about the pros and cons with that as well. You know, you got to think about when am I going to make, when am I going to get my first check or what does that look like? What does that check look like? Because right. a lot of times you don't know, you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, you know, and then once you get that signing bonus, that's a loan. That's just like if we go out right now and they give us a $25,000 loan somewhere, that's the same thing. You're just getting a loan from a record label. Right. And see, they're it's, not even thinking about it like it's a loan because it's because it's, it's called a signing bonus. So they, they're yeah. they're getting some money and that that's it. That's their money. But in the yeah. end, like you say, you you end up paying that back. <laughs> Yeah, you got to pay, and you got to pay that back first before you get your real yeah. chip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think that you've learned in all of these years that you've been out here that is obviously going to help you to move forward? Well, definitely um, just working with people, you know, um, just just learning different people because you're, you, you're end up mixing with so many different type of people, mm-hmm. and it, it it's real helpful that you get to learn those type of people. You you deal with all Jews, you deal with uh, Indians, you, all these different type of people are in this realm. And sometimes people don't know how to talk to them, and you don't know how they act towards certain things. And being around them, you just see they just like you. <laughs> they just like you. A yeah. lot of people think, oh, man, this dude is like this. Uh, but when you actually meet some people like that, you're like, wow. They just like me. Right, I mean, right. dudes, and you know, just because they like to wear suits, they like to wear jewelry, they like to do this, man. They just like me. Right. They just like they put their pants on the same way I do. Same we way. all. They might have a couple of digits more than me, but we are all the same. Exactly. You know, it's a, it's a it's only one that's over us, and that's of I. You know, it, you know, I look at everybody as the same, but. Just being in the industry, that is like one of the things that kind of helped me de- learn how to deal with people more is because of the different type of people you have to deal with. You deal with some arrogant people. You don't deal with some some straight up a-holes. I mean, yeah, but you have to learn how to handle it to the point where they understand you're not the dude that they're going to talk to like that. Right. But they be able to let them come back and apologize to you for them being out of pocket. Yeah. But you just know how to do it in a way where you know that's not gonna hurt your brand still you know because at the end of the day uh, music industry is all about branding and 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 it's about what this dude gonna say to the next person about you because mm-hmm. uh-huh. everything is word of mouth yeah it's word of mouth with the music industry right um what are you most proud of you know with, with your career and your journey and uh most proud of Let's see. Most proud of 
my Grammy nominations. <laughs> you know, just being nominated, hey, just, you know, not me personally, but just songs I've done being yeah. nominated. That's just like, that's always a blessing because at the end of the day, that final sound was me. Right. And it's oh, a validation that, you know, uh, uh, of all of the blood, sweat, and tears that you put into it, like you actually did something right. Like, like you do yeah. something right. Right, right. You know, even though, you know, even songs that may have not gotten Grammy nominated, but they've been hit records, it's just like, yo, it's just a blessing just to even have, okay, this is, regardless, this is Grammy nominated, Devontae Black, even though back in the day, I used to kill it. Well, I used to, yo, Grammy nominated, but yeah. now I'm more so like, yeah, yeah, I'm Devontae Black. I don't even <laughs> Well, I'm just like, you know what's up. <laughs> right. No, but yeah. that's that's I think that's dope, man. Um, like I said, it's it's just it's 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 just I think there's just an unspoken power in just knowing that you're being seen and it and that you're being recognized. Like it's not it's not necessarily about actually winning, you know, or that sort of thing. Like right. even, even like with everything that I'm doing, like I've been doing media for 20 years and like because I've been kind of building my own platforms like throughout that entire time it hasn't necessarily like you you kind of start wondering well damn am I doing the right thing or should I really just be focusing on a corporate job or like you know when is the money gonna come in or that sort of thing and then it's like I don't know it's like this year like kind of the floodgates have opened so it's like I'm getting this opportunity and I'm getting this opportunity and I'm talking to you and like it's like I'm doing all these other interviews and my magazine is the subscriptions are launching on the 15th and right. it's just a lot of stuff happening like since since January and it's just like damn like the floodgates are <laughs> finally opening now and I've right. done two features um, with, with magazines like for shit they want to talk to me <laughs> and I'm like damn yeah. I'm actually doing something right. Like, I'm doing something right. Like, I've been saying, okay, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, and it just it just feel like it's finally paying off Fine. after close to 20 years. <laughs> it's like it's finally hey. paying off. But that's what it is, like, grind hustle that you got to put into it. And God, and you know. Yeah. But you hit up stories about Steve Harvey and all them, and when they actually popped off, you yeah. know, Sam Jackson, you know, so hey, this thing it 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 is it, not for the week, but you know, hey, it's yeah. like, but you could you yeah. can make it happen though, it, like you can yeah. definitely make it happen. Yeah, you could definitely make it happen, man. It's yeah. it's, I definitely I want to get you in contact with my other my guy, uh, Howard uh, Clay, um, okay. him. He he's out of L.A. and he, I mean, where they had. He had his own magazine at one point um, called Boss okay, Magazine. Yeah. I, I yeah. actually have heard of that. Yeah, so it was all it's all in publics and stuff like that. And so, but now his his main focus now is a uh, film. Like he's yeah. doing, he moved to L.A. just to do it. But I think that will be a, definitely a dope uh, interview with you two oh, that, guys. Yeah, that that definitely would be dope. Just to just just to hear of his experiences like even running the magazine and i mean yeah my magazine has been print and then it's been like print slash digital and now it's just completely digital but 
Um, right. I, I, I love doing it, though. Like, it's, 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 it's weird that I spent all these years trying to figure out, okay, what is it that I want to do? And, like, yeah. what do I really want to do and go to school for? And then once I hit communications and started working for the radio station, it was like, okay, I really want to do media. Like, that's all I want to do. Um, to the point now where all I'm doing is working for me. So I've left my job and everything. And I've, right. it's, it's working. So um, I just, you know, like I said, I appreciate people like you, you know, obviously for giving me the content, but, you know, just for me to be able to see that, like, you can really do this out here. And I'm watching people like you, like, do it and do it the right way. And, like, I I, I just appreciate being able to look at your your journey um, and you know, kind of mirror a lot of that. Um, any type of final thoughts, final comments, or anything that you really wanted to get out there? Man, I just want everybody to make sure you keep God first because it's hard out here, oh, man. Always. And the struggle can get real. You just got to have faith, man, because people got kids. They got right. <laughs> it don't matter how much money you see. You see these guys on TV. Trust me, these guys be out here about the struggle themselves. The struggle yeah. is Yeah. But keep God first, man. And I'm telling you, it'll, it'll happen for you. It will definitely happen for you. Just definitely keep God first. Keep God first. Keep God first. Like I, I can really, really attest to that for sure. Like I've um like I said, I I've been doing this since two thousand one. So it's actually been twenty one years. Um mm. and it's it's just like I've gotten married, had a kid, got divorced, <laughs> um, went through like two years of depression, um, stopped like in that time, stopped doing media and shit all together. Um and then kind of worked my way back into it. Um, and it's just like the, like, like the journey, like it, it's been the faith, you know, having that faith, like throughout that time that, okay, everything is, is, is really going to come together. And, you know, even when I'm feeling like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be doing this and I should go back to doing that or whatever. Like I still kept going with it and kept pushing and just trying to figure out a way. And like, I, I'm paying for everything out of pocket. So it's like it, it it gets serious, especially when you have a kid and you got life going on, and just like anybody else, you got rent or house note, light, gas, water, phone, cable, like everything. So it's like every, everything hits at one time. So it's, it's right. definitely it definitely gets difficult. But like you said, keeping God first and just having that faith that things are really going to come together. And I mean, I've seen money come when I know where no money was going to come from. And I right. money comes. So like it like you said, it it can happen and you can make it happen as long as you have that faith and you keep God first. So I can definitely attest to that. Um but I I appreciate you so much, man. I think this was really dope. Um like I said, I love media, so I love having these opportunities just to connect with people and talk and really just hear about their history and their journey and you know how they right. move forward and being able to kind of compare myself and my life to like the things that they're doing because that also helps me know that I'm moving in the right direction and that I'm doing the right thing when I hear stories like yours. So I, I appreciate that, man. No problem. No problem, man. I just appreciate the opportunity, you know, being on here, you know, definitely uh, looking forward to see what's next for you, man. I'll be supporting. I appreciate it, man. I, I definitely appreciate it. And, and likewise, I, I, I will continue supporting and I'm looking to see, 
you know, the things that, that you have going on, you know, throughout the remainder of this year and moving forward. Okay. I appreciate that. man. All right, man. So you have a good one. All right. You too. All right. Now.